Rev3 Adventure offers life-enriching outdoor activities for extreme athletes, weekend warriors, and the casual health enthusiasts of all ages. Each event is designed to unleash the adventure within. Check out Rev3Adventure.com in the show notes to find your next adventure. Now let's do this thing. Welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary and packing Randy Erickson. Um, don't forget to use the code LEGENDARY to register for any of Rev3's events and save yourself a little money. We all like that, right? So, um, as we talk about in this week's podcast with, once again, Kyle Peter, um, you almost didn't get one this week, and I know that would have been devastating to everybody, but uh, just, uh, you know, scheduling, basically. So I am in the middle of packing, leave Tuesday night for Belize, um, along lots of layover stops, but that's cool. And um, so that's it. Get a nice, maybe a good hike with the chili dog tomorrow. Uh, I'm probably maybe even do something with Paulette on Sunday because it's Valentine's Day. So take your sweetie for a hike or a bike ride or a run or a kayak or a raft or any of that good stuff. Um, I think we talked about it, but make sure to check all the links in this week's show notes because there are some uh, links to videos and things like that and some uh, offer codes from the... Uh, Adventure Medical Kits teams, you can get some some deals. So uh, a little bit short this week, so save this one for a hard, short workout. And uh, then go fast, take chances. Thanks for listening. Randy. There you are. Things were going off all <laughs> over the place. I think my phone was... was like, yeah, I was calling you on the phone and computer. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's weird because then I'm looking at your message and your message comes through on Facebook and on Skype and on Mess, you know, like all these different places. Yeah. <laughs> so it got through. So perfect timing for you. So perfect timing for you. It huh? was. I was. Kyle sent me a message that says, "Hey, you want to talk about Nicaragua?" And I said, "Yeah. How about in ten minutes?" Because I had I've had two people this week uh, cancel on on interviews. So it was going to be like, eh, no podcast this week, but. Now we do. So Yeah, let's chat. It is. Um well it wasn't the uh wasn't what you wanted, but how surprised were you that you didn't make it? Yeah, so just got back from Nicaragua doing a survival mm -hmm. run, which is kind of a new concept and uh, historically the race has a six percent finishing rate and I wanted to be part of that six percent, um, but I wasn't. <laughs> And, you know, part of me is definitely disappointed, but, um, I had, I had, a a share of, uh, things go wrong out there. Uh, it's a marked course. Um, and I got lost three separate times, uh -oh. <laughs> um, spent 30 minutes on the back of a, a local's motorcycle <laughs> trying to communicate with the limited Spanish I know, uh, on what the heck was going on and why there was a a gringo running around carrying a bucket and trekking poles in his little village. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, 
And, and I really want to talk about it, but do you think this is a race that you definitely need to do once and then you can race it? Um, well, uh, Paul Romero, mm. it was his first time, his first stab at it. And he, uh, he took care of business along mm. with Dylan, a friend of his. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily, yeah. uh, you know, I think there were certain elements, not only, you know, the course marking that I had trouble with, um, you know, partially my fault. And then there was also um, some local kids. They actually have pictures of these little guys um, going around, not knowing what they're doing, taking the course markings and wearing them as headbands <laughs> and bra- bracelets and just playing around. Yeah. And um, so that was that was part of the problem. Yeah, that that. Hey, they were having fun. So. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, so what is a survival run? I know it's not an obstacle course. so Yeah, so the race director, his name's Josue, and he's from Central California. Mm. Um, and he invited me to give this race a try a couple years ago, and I wasn't really interested in it, and I was kind of thinking, oh, I don't want to do some contrived obstacle course type thing. Um but he asked me again this year, and it kind of perked my interest a little bit more. Um, and basically what he's invented, I believe he's invented, I don't know of any others, he um, has one in Australia as well. Um, it's kind of more more of the extreme obstacle mm-hmm. course racing. They don't like to call it that, of yeah. course. They call it a survival run. Um, but it's long distance, so it's advertised as 80 kilometers, about 50 miles. And it's on an extremely rural and remote island uh, in Lake Nicaragua, which takes up the majority of the country of Nicaragua. Uh, It's the second largest lake in South America behind Lake Titicaca. And it's an hour, hour and a half ferry ride from the mainland to get out to this island. And I think they just got paved roads. Some of their, you know, their major roads just got paved within the last couple of years. Uh, there's chickens, there's cattle, there's horses. They just kind of do what they want on, on all the streets. And, uh, you know, not a typical host um, area. It's, it would be more like a remote uh, checkpoint or TA we would see um, in most adventure races in Central and South America. So that was really unique. Um, and then uh, getting back on track here, what, what is a survival run? Um, so it's first of all in this awesome yeah. location. The island is host to two volcanoes. Uh, they basically go from 100 feet up to uh, 5,200 feet, and the other one goes up to 4,400 feet. And they're very rugged trails. Um, so you have 50 miles to cover. And the obstacles or challenges uh, are designed over what local people would do, whether it's um, more uh, like they're you know, their grandparents or their grandparents' grandparents, whatever they would do, or even present-day locals. So, like, water carrying, firewood gathering. Uh, I was out on a training run and actually ran into this 7-year-old dude that was half my height carrying this big piece of firewood. It was like a freaking tree trunk. And I thought, oh, this would be good training. I'll ask him if I can help him carry it. Uh, This log weighed 100 pounds, and he made it seem like nothing. So... The people are used to, I guess, surviving, um, and this race basically takes us through um, a lot of these different challenges that locals do on a daily basis. And some people might be familiar with the death race in Vermont, and um, 
you know, there's the world's toughest motor, so it's, they're 24-hour courses, and this, or longer, this was, uh, had a 24-hour time limit, and the way you get through the race is there's four medals, um, and if you get all four medals, they spell, I did not fail. If you get one medal, it says fail. If you get two medals, it says I fail. If you get three medals, it says I did fail. <laughs> uh, so not until you get the fourth. Um, another common obstacle is tree climbing. So I was kind of looking at this race. like It's going to be a fun time. I can, you know, I can lift stuff and I can run mm -hmm. for 24 hours with a backpack. There's a lot of mandatory gear we had to carry. You know, this kind of sounds right up my mm -hmm. alley. But there were a couple things that I was not expecting. For one... Uh, there isn't much running, like you're not running between obstacles or challenges. Yeah. Almost every step of the way is a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not, yeah, so it's, I've witnessed some, some Spartan races, and I see how you run, do a challenge run. Basically, we were always carrying something during, yeah. during the running portion, yeah. whether that was 30 pounds of bananas or a chicken, a freaking live chicken. Uh, really unique. I got lost with my chicken for a couple hours. Uh, we, we had a heart-to-heart -heart out there. Um, but So that was a surprise, but the biggest surprise was not knowing what was coming. Okay. So in an adventure race, we're so conditioned to plan out our water, look at the map, time estimates, know how to exert our energy okay we have a big hill climb let's push hard here because we'll get recovery on the descent or something yeah. like that there's no map there's no knowledge of the course beforehand other than the fact that you're on this small island there's two big volcanoes for example uh the race started with a bit of a team challenge um and then when your team was done you got to start the race so i already started uh with about a 30 minute deficit um there because of the team challenge but i was kind of rolling with the punches yeah. uh, you know something that i would not enjoy in an adventure race but you know it's part of this uh a little more um a little more than just you going out there against the course there's all these things and um started running probably ran a kilometer or two got to a bunch of bananas the instructions were uh cut off 30 pounds of bananas put them in a grain sack that you're carrying and carry it down the road so I start doing this and I just, I'm holding 30 pounds of bananas in my hand. A couple of kilometers go by. I'm like, man, this is a long <laughs> way to go. With 30. So then it's, you know, thrown over my shoulder. And then, um, you know, this is the start of the race. I started with two liters of water. Um, I was assuming there would be some type of heads up, like, hey, you're about to go climb this volcano. It's dry. There's no water. Um, you know, fill up water. Well, that never mm -hmm. came. Uh, and I was expecting to dump these bananas at, at any moment. Yeah. Uh, but we, we ended up carrying these bananas. I ended up carrying my sack of bananas for seven hours wow. up up the major volcano, the, the 50, 200-foot volcano, on really steep and rugged trails. Mm. And it it was one of the harder harder things I've, I've done. Yeah. Um, so I just I guess I didn't really take that into account. Um that the challenge would actually last that long. And I did that whole thing um, on half a liter of water yeah. for seven hours in 90-degree heat uh, with 30 pounds of bananas awkwardly 
on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, there's no good way to carry 30 pounds of bananas, is there? <laughs> no, and, and, you know, I have these handful of, like, crazy stories. And so, you know, I, uh, I rounded a switchback, which there were very few of those, but I found – and in the corner of the switchback, I saw about a liter of Coke left in a three-liter bottle of Coke. And I'm out of yeah. water at this point, or I have, like, two sips that I'm savoring. And so I opened the Coke, I gave it a little sniff, and it seemed all right. And it was perfect. It was sugary, caffeine, hydration. And it was flat, you know, it was perfect. And then uh, I ran into a couple tourists, and I took pretty good sips from them. Um, but other than, you know, probably another liter of water that I kind of, you know, nursed, milked off yeah. different people and Coke, um, it, was, it was hard, and that really set me at a deficit. Um, the other thing is there's, I did two slings, slingshot challenges. Um, we were told to, you know, basically um, harvest our own slingshot wood. Um, so I kind of felt like a kid again. Got to bring out machete. the machete from Brazil. The Michelle, machete straight out of the Pantanal was used to cut down some Nicaraguan shrubbery to make a slingshot. And I don't know what I'm doing. We also we climbed a tree to get some rubber. So I tied the rubber to the slingshot thing and you had five tries to make it, and I missed both of these. And every time you complete a challenge, you get a bracelet. And you don't know how many bracelets you need in order to get your, your I did not fail medals. Yeah. So you're always trying. And so, yeah, I kind of got behind uh, with the slingshot challenge. Then there was another slingshot challenge, which I didn't make either. And I didn't know uh, how dire that would be later in the course. Um, and, man, so, yeah, just... I, I think I really underestimated. I think I thought of it as an obstacle course race, but it was so much more. And I can't wait to go back with the knowledge I have now. And and I want to I want to bring as many people as I can because it was a really fun experience, a unique island. Anybody that likes to adventure and be on their feet for 24 hours and has some sort of upper body strength, uh, I think they would really really enjoy it. I mean, we later in the night I was carrying probably a 45 pound bamboo pole on my shoulder and you know i'm i like i lift upper body like twice a week it's yeah it shouldn't have been as hard as it was but i couldn't carry this pole and it was you know we started at 8 a.m and this was maybe midnight 1 a.m i could not carry this pole on a beach so that's where like this race comes in where their their tagline is adapt or die and i didn't want to die out there so i pulled out my mandatory cord and i tied the cord to the bamboo pole and put it on my waist and drag the pole oh. through sand and that worked until then it got rocky and the rocks were so slippery i just started swimming with this pole that float that yeah. you know was floating behind me in the middle of the night and it was it was exciting and the other thing that was unique is i was by myself mm. yeah that didn't have my teammates to to help carry my yeah. load <laughs> were you i mean like by yourself totally was, I mean, did you see people on the course, racers or locals, or were you really, really by yourself? So Aaron, um, my teammate Aaron Johnson, who does all of our media with AJ Photo, he did the volcano with me. He was kind of leapfrogging me back and forth to get different footage um, and actually put together a nice little two-minute teaser, which is mostly the volcano. And after the volcano, um, I was kind of by myself on and off, so... Um, I was kind of leapfrogging people that I would see in and out of some of the challenges. Yeah. Um, so we were doing things like filling up five-gallon buckets worth of sand 
and having to carry them about 200 meters over kind of mixed terrain and dump them, which again is really hard, um, you know, to carry that. Those buckets probably weighed 50 pounds yeah. each, and we did 10 trips like that. And then at the end of that, the bracelet was 500 feet up an extremely steep, eroded hillside. <laughs> so yeah, I mean these these weren't like greased yeah. walls that we were five foot walls we were hopping over. These were serious, like real challenges. Um, that we had to face, and and I loved it. And uh, yeah, the course marking, I think they got to do a, a little something better there. Um, yeah. But other than that, really well organized event. And the cool thing is, this survival run is on a Wednesday. Uh, on Saturday, they host a 100k, 50k, and a 25k trail run, which goes up the volcanoes again. But it's it's just purely mm-hmm. trail running. So it's it's a really cool event if if you can come down and and come with your family or a bunch of friends and you know some are more inclined to do the survival run some just want to run a 25k it's a beautiful place to go it's extremely inexpensive uh, most dinners were around like the typical meals you know your rice and beans and chicken mm-hmm. bananas it was three dollars yeah. for dinner yeah. beer was cheaper than water <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it, it's less you know commercialized than a lot of uh, places you know in central america costa rica and things so it's a little more authentic and um yeah they they did a they did a great job and uh yeah again yeah it's not it's not at all what i really thought it would be and it's hard to describe what it is exactly even even talking now i don't know that i'm doing the best best job i mean Ask me some some questions because I'm probably missing. Well, missing. Yeah, things. I got it. I got a few. We'll be fine. Because um, <laughs> it started, you know, you said it started with a team challenge, but that wasn't a team. They just sort of like picked you, eeny meeny miny mo, and formed a team, right? And then, and I I, exactly. I was so reading what you had like to a, do, but it was like three or four things, right? As a team. Yeah, it was like a scene out of Survivor. I mean, one guy was yelling at people. Uh, it was just everybody had their own idea. One guy was like, how many times have you done this race? Never exactly. Yeah, listen to me. And I just kind of took a step back and I realized, um, you know, actually winning the team challenge was a pretty big advantage. It was it was 30-minute head start, mm-hmm. basically. And then also you got the option to opt out of any challenge. Yeah. And some of the challenges, you know, the slingshot challenge, second time, I rebuilt my slingshot. There was a volunteer there helping me with that. I was probably there 45 minutes. Wow, so. so, so you know, it was an hour and a half time bonus, basically. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just at the start, um, everybody had a different color armband, and then we all met up, and we were the green team, and they gave us instructions to grab these bamboo poles, run down the beach, 5K, and then there we had to read all these other instructions. So some people were building a raft and swimming two very heavy uh, rocks out to a little island. There was one thing with a map, and it was, you had to go follow this map and then, like, cut down some bananas and find puzzle pieces in the banana plantation. And so right away I was like, oh, I know how to read maps. I'm not a good swimmer. So I went out with a dude. But this wasn't – I was expecting to go see a volunteer, and they were going to be like, oh, here's five banana trees. Go find your puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. We were in a one-kilometer by 500-meter plantation of banana trees, and they were like, find your needle in a haystack. Wow. I'm like, holy cow, we're going to be here forever. And some teams were. There was actually a time limit. So some teams never even found their pieces. Yeah. So. Do, do you think, um, well, I mean, it, random, so all the teams were probably pretty well matched, probably got 
just how lucky you were finding things. Well, a lot of teams um, sank their rocks mm. and their raft, and the team uh, that that won the challenge, I don't think they lost any rocks. So we actually had to end up making two trips to get bigger, you know, more rocks mm. to to swim out there. But it's amazing; these guys, like, they know all the knots and they knew how to build the raft right away. And I am not skilled in that area at all. Uh, there's there's a lot of different types that come to this race. There's a there's most of them seem to be kind of the into the the survival challenges you know they they were a lot of them brought their own slingshots i don't even know how they knew to do that and then and then they uh because it's different every year next year it might spear throwing i don't know and then they're obstacle course racers so they're not really used to going the distance Mm -hmm. so i i think only about half the racers about of 60 that started made it up and over the volcano so and then from there i think only a handful um, you know, made it to like the chicken carry. <laughs> so, oh, that, that's my question. What was the chicken's name? Well, I named him Federico immediately, but I that wasn't really a fair assessment because I didn't get to know mm. him. So. But, um, you know, it took me a while to get comfortable with the yeah. chicken because I've, I've never held a chicken <laughs> before. A live chicken. They're really heavy. Yeah. They're pretty weighty. And so when I first had him, he was in my palm. Mm. And anytime I moved or anything, his wings would go crazy. And I was like, I didn't know how dangerous his beak was. Like, I didn't want to be, like, bleeding all over yeah. the place. And, and I didn't want to hurt the chicken. But uh, it started to, like, really, like, strain my wrist holding this chicken. Because I had him for probably three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I had to get more comfortable with him because I had to switch hands. So then finally I got the chicken, like, tucked up in more like a football, like a running back would carry a football, mm-hmm. like, nice and tight, and got his wings down. And we became really comfortable, and he kind of got into this, like, hypnotic, kind of, like, chill-out state where his head would just kind of just turn to the, the left. Uh. Like, no matter what, his head would just kind of hang to the left, and he looked really comfortable. And I was thinking, because I'm out there by myself, I'm thinking of, you know, Derek Zoolander, <laughs> you know, Blue Steel and all that. Like, he couldn't turn... He couldn't turn one yeah, way or the other, yep. right? <laughs> so I named him Derek after Derek Zoolander because he can only turn one way. He wasn't a he wasn't an ambi turner. <laughs> that uh, uh, okay, cool. Um, how obviously this was more probably harder mentally than physically for you. Then sounds like the the not knowing because not knowing is tough. Yeah, exactly. That's what was tough. I mean, if engaging. So if someone said, "Hey, Kyle." you're going to carry this 30 pound sack of bananas for the next eight hours. Mm. I would have been fine. Yeah. I think, you know, it was still a hard, hard task, but yeah, not knowing. And that's where a lot of, uh, I think my competitors probably had the one up was, was that mental yeah. game. And that's, that's what crushed me. So I do take that away from the races, yeah. you know, the HTFU thing, like mentally, it's just, you know, don't be concerned about it. Just once kind of the relentless forward motion, all the things we talk mm. about and do in adventure yeah. racing, kind of hit home here um because of the aspect of not knowing what's coming yeah well and you, you didn't even you didn't even know that you didn't know <laughs> oh that, yeah yeah, that, and that's, yeah that's what i learned because yeah. it, it, you know i was trying to get advice before the race talking to other racers and getting some hints and all this because it's kind of like a little bit like a secret society mm-hmm. i almost feel like the racers are really close mm-hmm. um you know i definitely felt like an outsider They're, they have a, a strong group they see each other at different races, just like adventure yeah. racers are. Um, so I was trying to get some tips, and I, I really 
didn't get much. I watched a few videos. Um, there was a film crew here, and apparently they have a global TV distribution contract. Yeah. So I think we'll see this um, maybe next year. That'd be cool. So does that, being the new guy, do you think that might kind of inform adventure racing a little bit? You know, you're going to see the new guys at an adventure race and have a little empathy for them now? Or know, or well, know what, uh, maybe not empathy, but know or remember what they're going through, being a new person. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that, that I don't or I've lost that because I remember when I was, you know, a new yeah. guy in, in adventure racing as well. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that'll that'll translate, but it definitely, you know, broadened my horizons. Yeah, yeah, it's. I can see that. Yeah, being being the guy nobody knows. It's kind of fun to be the yeah. guy people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, all right. So we know you're going to go back next year. Hey, everybody. Legendary Randy Erickson here, jumping in with a quick word from Journey Racing. Their Nomad is an epic 48-hour race full of adventure. This race is ideal to get your feet wet in multi-day adventure racing. Just finishing this race will be a feat, and clearing the course will earn you the elite title of Nomad. Expect rugged mountain adventure in the wilds of Colorado. The Nomad will include gravel and single-track mountain biking, bushwhacking, boulder scrambling, trekking, and navigation, and, on top of everything else, a hair-raising guided whitewater trip through the Royal Gorge. Pretty cool. Um, the Nomad will be the race of your life. Coming June uh, 10th through the 12th of this summer, 2016, with pre-race events beginning on the 9th. Check out our show notes for links to the race, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. I'm going to be there. Yeah, and I want to bring I want to bring anybody that thinks this sounds interesting and uh, so. prepare them. That's another thing in my training. Um, you know, obviously focusing on Belize next mm-hmm. week and God Zone shortly after. Yeah. Uh, so trying to not neglect the paddling and the riding. And I've been extremely busy with work, a bunch of trade show travel yeah. last month, and then this race and sales calls and all that. This is the time we, we do a lot of our, our selling mm-hmm. um, of Adventure Medical Kits. And just been trying to get in all the training. But because of this the survival run, I made sure not to miss you know, the running and the long run. So if there was a workout I'd miss in a day, it was a paddle or bike, not the yeah. run. And then uh, in the gym, two or three times a week, I did a lot of like farmer's carries where we'd carry heavy stuff, but we were just carrying them like 200 <laughs> meters, heavy things back and forth. What you really need to do to train for this is carry lighter stuff, like 30 pounds instead of 100 pounds, but you need to carry it on your whole yeah. run as opposed to carrying heavy weights for short little distances. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah, that's good to know. We'll make you the official uh, trainer for adventure racers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I, I think uh, I think it would be really fun. It's a nice little vacation spot. I mean, the housing is, is super cheap. You're right on a yeah. beach. I mean, it feels like you're on the ocean, but it's they, a lake, and uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw some of the pictures, and it looked like, you. yeah, you were staying in a nice, nice place, had some internet, so... Oh yeah, yeah, the internet struggled. Well, it yeah, was definitely. But, yeah, we but we first, saw the picture of you course. pretending to work. Yeah, yeah I was I was <laughs> definitely not pretending. Yeah. Um, I'm actually been super busy making up for the fact that the the internet was was pretty weak out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to 
be out there relaxing yeah. and, and just training, but I had to maintain some, some, some of the real work. Yeah. Don't you hate it when real world, real world comes into your life? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a struggle, a constant struggle. Yeah. And, uh, I can only imagine if I had the other factor, the the family and the kids thing going on. I don't I don't know how people manage the kids, the family, the job, the racing, yeah. all of that. Well, they they go to one race a year. That's kind of how you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, it's just a little bit coming up. So you're going to be in Belize next week. It's it's funny. Yep. All of a sudden, it's like next week. So. Yeah, and this will be uh, the debut of uh, our new team, uh, Adventure Kids. Medical Kits. So, so is it all right if we start referring to it as AMK? Because Adventure Racing Medical Kits gets hard to tweet to tweet out. <laughs> yeah, it it is a challenge um, with the branding yeah. thing, but uh, I, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll be known as Team AMK. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll always try to say Team Adventure Medical Kits as much as possible. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to hashtag AM, AMK so, so it goes to the right spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's a technical question. So you guys will have to qualify for Worlds, right? Because you're a new team? Yeah, so um, that's interesting. And I, I, there is quite a bit of confusion um, out yeah. there as um, – so the athletes from Team Technu, we all left mm -hmm. Technu, every one of us, um, and most of us are on this Team Adventure Medical mm -hmm. Kit. And uh, Doug Judson, who I worked with for yeah. many years with Team Adventure Medical Kit, he's still managing the, the Team Technu sponsorship, and he just sealed up a roster. He's got some amazing yeah. athletes um, coming out to race for Team Technu, and I look forward to racing against them. And I'm, I'm glad to see that there's a new team out of this as opposed to, you know, there was some talk about Doug working with uh, some existing yeah, teams. Yeah. So I'm really glad to see there's, there's a new team. He's got um, a world champion on his team um, with uh, a guy that raced on Team Buff when Team Buff won the world championships in Spain. Mm -hmm. He's got Denise and Greg McHale mm -hmm. from uh, the Yukon. Yeah who were very strong racers that used to race with Bob Miller uh, back in the day, as well as um, on Team Merrill that Rob and Ben Acosta was, was um, managing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they also have John Brown, who's an amazing athlete that used to race with Yari Kirkland on the Crested Butte yeah. team. So he's got a whole lot of talent uh, on that team, but we all know adventure racing is a team sport, um, and I look forward, yeah. forward to racing against them. Um, but yeah, so, so the, the athletes that we've all seen on Team Technu for the past five or six years, we are now Team Adventure Medical mm -hmm. Kits, and uh, I forget what your question was, but I wanted, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to no, um, establish I, the difference. Oh, the, oh, the yeah, rankings. rankings. So, so the so the rankings, um, essentially, as far as that's concerned. Um, if you look right now at the world rankings, the third place team is Team Adventure Medical okay. Kits. And that is because the rankings go with the athletes. Okay. You, you, you. And it's, yeah, and so, so any of those types of things um, we've retained um, because that's what we've earned as individuals. It doesn't matter that our sponsorship changed. So the way, the way I view it is, is 
we're the same team, our sponsors changed. That, yeah, you know, you, when you say it like that, that makes perfect sense because teams yeah. get different but sponsors the, all the, the time, yeah. But the, the difference is um, Doug managed that particular sponsorship. So we, so I had to essentially quit that team yeah. and start my yeah. own. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. And there's, there's a number of reasons for that. It's just, uh, I, I, I want to grow more as a, uh, athlete ambassador for brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see what I can do to, to develop, uh, my adventure racing experiences, um, into, into more practical, real world situations. So whether it's, uh, giving talks, leading seminars, um, anything like yeah. that. Um, so I basically want to wanted to establish kind of a new um, new entity. Yeah, new new brand, new. Exactly. I mean, let's face it; that's what it is anymore. You gotta you gotta be branded, you know. Yeah, and then and then Adventure Medical Kits has been my employer for the past seven yeah. years, and they've been super supportive of the sport and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this opportunity um, just kind of brought itself up um, last yeah. year and just made a lot of sense for me and uh, my teammates. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. And like you said, we're getting a, we're getting another really good team out of the deal. So that's kind of a win-win. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, but truth be told, you really want to beat them, don't you? <laughs> oh, you sure. want to beat everybody though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we want to go to Australia in November mm-hmm. and win the world championships yeah. and, and, uh, we're going to prepare ourselves to give ourselves the best shot at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys got a, a pretty good schedule for the year. Well, how many are on the team now? So, um, Going to Belize is Mary Chandler, mm-hmm. Rob Preston, Jared Kohler, who's going to be new to the yeah. team, who's currently actually right before uh, we got in touch, I was checking out um, Facebook. He's currently in the uh, running the coast to coast in New Zealand, so, so the, the World Multisport yeah. Championships, and looks like he's in seventh place. Cool. Uh, Sam Clark is in the lead with a pretty good lead. Oh yeah, he's got like a twenty-minute lead, I think, which is pretty yeah. big. Um, so Jared has done less expedition racing, but he's um, a phenomenal multi-sport athlete, um, and I think he's going to add quite a bit of strength to our paddling. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we have two two Aussies on the team for Belize, and then Garrett Bean is on the mm-hmm. team. He will be doing Cowboy Tough with okay. us. That's going to be his his. Um, main race main focus and yeah our schedule you know four expedition races is hard for four people to do all those so we have six of us and there's also aaron johnson on the team who is going to be mostly um with us in a media role taking pictures and videos he handles most of the the team adventure medical kits facebook page um he's been doing a great job with that getting getting content out, out regularly there yeah um and we're going to start racing with him in some of our local 12, 24-hour races oh. and um, develop him into an expedition racer. And he's no stranger to the long-distance stuff. He's done 
Uh, he got second place at the Arizona Trail Race, which is a self-supported mountain bike race, nine days okay. across uh, Arizona. He's also done the Colorado Trail Race uh, and a few few others here in California. Oh, he's got that going. Well, let's face it, the the media side of it is a damn near full-time job anyway, so it's nice to have somebody like that. Oh, yeah, it, it is a full-time job, unfortunately. None of us have full-time <laughs> to do it, to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we said this would be a short one because I'm guessing you're probably starting to pack, right, for Belize? Oh, well, I, I got to clean up my stuff from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might sound crazy because the race was three months no. ago, but my my gear bag just arrived um, last week before I, I left for, for Nicaragua. Okay, that's a good excuse. Well, I know I'm packing all my stuff, so I got... It's like, yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, geez, I better get to it. It's about time to leave. So, but, uh, so, all right. So, everybody has to have better had a fast workout for this one because it's a little bit shorter. But I'm glad you uh, called, so to speak. Yeah, awesome. Great. And I just wanted to mention one thing. Um, we are lining up different contests to go live starting pretty soon here on our Facebook yeah. page to present all of our different sponsors and, uh, Win, win stuff from from all of our partners, including uh, some discount codes that that everybody uh, can make use of. And we have we have two set up right now that I, I can let you know about. Okay. They're the same code. It's very easy. It's Team AMK 2016. All right. And I'm pretty sure pretty sure it's all capitals. Uh, and that is good for 30% off AdventureMedicalKits.com. Okay. And it's good for 15% off at teamzelios.com, which is our, our skincare partner. They do uh, body wash, shampoo, chamois cream, and sunblock, which we'll be packing a lot of for Belize. Well, throw an extra sunblock in and so I can review it. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll... I'll, I'll put those. Send me the codes when you for sure have the right yeah. ones, and I'll put them in the show notes so people can find them. And uh, I think I have all the links to the facebook and your website and all that so i'll put those in there so people can yeah and we'll show people uh aaron's video from nicaragua yep, i'll link to that too so all right thanks kyle everybody go yep. fast take chances and i guess i'll see you in about five or six days yeah less than a week <laughs> so cool thanks all right good night Bye. Yeah.